0: Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make The Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community this is our time to shine and this is the valley now Welcome to the Valley Now. Today, I'm joined by one of the most enthusiastic colleagues that I think I've ever met. I've had the pleasure of meeting and working with Sean Reevy. He is the founder and CEO and president of the board of directors of an organization called Put on the Cape, a foundation for hope. They've been around for four years now and have done some incredible work in just a short amount of time for the victims of child abuse, sexual violence and neglect, as well as domestic violence and sexual assault, some heavy stuff, and you, your background. I just want to back up a little bit. Your background. Tell me a little bit about you and tell the listeners a little bit about you because there's a few different branches that kind of come <laughs> together that then was was this, this dream child of Put on the Cape.
1: Thank you. Good morning, Jordan. It's a pleasure, and thank you for having me on. I became a police officer at the age of 40. I'm from Michigan. I moved out here in 2006 and became a police officer, uh, still a police officer. But it uh, wasn't until I transferred into the Crimes Against Children Unit that what became put on the cape mm-hmm. uh, happened. And that was completely by happenstance and we were talking off air. I have a broadcast journalism license. I have a journalism degree. I was in radio, wrote, you know, sports writer, political writer.
0: Geeked so, out about media for a second. Yeah, I was geeked out. Yeah,
1: you know, geeked out about how, how things have changed. They still had <laughs> yeah. turntables and and forty fives when I yeah. was a disc, disc jockey, as they uh-huh, called us in not the even day. Oh my gosh! So I have a, I have a colorful history and uh, also a writer. I published my first book on June twelfth and it went to number one in two hours. It's awesome. It was so cool. And after it. Stopped qualifying for a new release Where it held the number one spot for 30 days It debuted at number six In the overall top ten And then three days later it hit number one Where it stayed for eight days and That's amazing. So it's led to more books yeah. That yeah. would be coming <laughs> out My children's book comes out March 1st uh, My second and third automotive history books Will be written this year And already number four is ready For 2024 And then after I retire I kept a journal Of every day of my police career And working this job, you have a lot of of instances of seeing and doing things most people cannot fathom. Mm -hmm. When tragedy hits, how it affects people and how everything stops. And first responders don't have that luxury of stopping. We have to deal with it and process it and still be strong for people. Mm -hmm. And it takes a toll over the years, and I spent six years in the Crimes Against Children unit. I investigated more than a thousand cases of sexual abuse to children. And while in that unit, uh, I was fortunate to be named Police Officer of the Year for the State of Arizona twice. I earned my department's Distinguished Service Award twice, and also the Employee Excellence Award, but then put on the cape, it it presented itself to me in the form of a nine-year-old child. I was interviewing him about some profound physical abuse. Unfortunately, the the person who caused this abuse was a large male, Mm -hmm. and I am not a small male. I am a large male. And how we interview kids who disclose abuse, kids only come to family advocacy centers when they're listed as victims in a police report of sexual violence, physical neglect. And we have a protocol set up as to how we interview these children. And it's not like, hey, I heard your uncle beat you with a baseball. You, you can't say that. You have to have them tell you okay. what happened to them. And to do that, you have to build rapport, find a commonality and interest to make this child trust you enough to tell you things. Mm-hmm. This young man was not having anything I was trying to do. He, right. he was in the chair with his knees pulled into his chest and his arms wrapped around his knees and his head down. And he wouldn't look at me, let alone talk to me. And I was trying everything. You know, talking about puppies and dogs and siblings and and sports. And my partner texts me, Dr. Barry Cassidy, uh, who's my mentor. Uh, he texts me, "You're running out of time because we only have a limited amount of time to talk to young children. Because if we don't, now it looks like we're fishing."
0: Mm, and okay. if
1: they do disclose after 30 minutes of questions, the, the first thing that's going to happen is like, well, of course he did. He wanted to, you to stop talking to him. Right. He had to leave. So we're very, we're very, have to be very time conscious. And so I just took a deep breath and closed my eyes. And I remember when I was a kid and I suffered child abuse as a kid. And I always remembered I read Spider-Man comic books in my closet hiding mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be hurt. And I just, my eyes snapped open and I saw myself sitting there and I just said, hey, do you like superheroes? Instant change in this kid. He jumped out of the chair and just said, Iron Man. <laughs> I'm like, well, tell me why you like Iron Man. Now this <laughs> formerly nearly comatose child in the fetal position mm-hmm. is running around the room wow. doing the blast with the repulsors and yeah. talking about the movie. Did, did you see the new Avengers? I did. Uh, God, oh, Ant-Man's kind of, oh my gosh, and we are talking, about, who do you love? I love Spider-Man. And finally I said, you know, thank you for telling me all oh, that. It's so cool. I said, but I heard something might have happened to you. Mm-hmm. And he sat down and he went, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, be a good little hero and tell me all about it." And he did.
0: There it is. <laughs> he did. Born born. <laughs> born put on the cape is born. It was
1: born that day and as he left, I went in and every advocacy center has a toy closet, a clothing wardrobe and a food pantry where kids in need will get those items. And I was tearing everything apart, looking for something with a superhero on it. Mm -hmm. An action figure, a t-shirt, a lunchbox, nothing. You know, we had footballs, basketballs, baseballs. People donate because it makes them feel good, but there's nothing specific, you know, clothing, shoes. So I'm asking, is there any kind of superhero stuff in here? No. So what I wanted, and the reason I wanted that, is because superheroes just took this young man to another world, where he was a hero. And he was feeling so strong and so empowered. I wanted him to take that with him when he left. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't. So I'm like, oh. So I immediately went to my sergeant's office and said, I want to do a fundraiser to have superhero action figures and T-shirts donated to the center so kids can take them home with them. And he literally said, that's a good idea. You know talk to the center director and i did and w- within three weeks we had our very first event this was in july and by the time i was able to talk to the director we were in august and we had three weeks to put together what was the first ever superhero september and that was september 1st 2015. no pressure no pressure no pressure at all and i knew nothing about the art of cosplay okay which is what you see at uh, fan fusion and comic cons is adults with just ridiculously beautiful Costumes they make themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. Iron Man, Spider Man, Batman, and they do this as a hobby. I'm like, I need to get some of these people.
0: I was going to ask you if you did that as a hobby before, put on the cape. No, no, I had
1: never heard of it. Okay, and someone called me and said, Hey, I know someone who does cosplay. uh, Tom Van Dorn, who was a lieutenant then, he's he's retired now, and with the county attorney's office, said I can get you in touch with a lady that does Black Widow, and then she said, Oh, absolutely. I'll come. Mm-hmm. But we we choose the only one. Uh, but we <laughs> <laughs> but firefighters and police officers rose up and went out and got costumes. Awesome. And one of our SAU operators, Scotty Johnson, six five, about two seventy five of yoked out muscle, spray painted himself green. And put on the purple pants and was the Hulk.
0: <laughs> I wish I could have seen all of this. Like it was so cool. I'll mind. send you pictures. Yeah. It was
1: amazing. And then the uh, PIO of the Phoenix Police Department at the time, James Holmes, he had a connection for the 1966 Batmobile. Awesome. And he, Batman and Batwoman, who were police officers, <laughs> uh, Lieutenant J. Johnson and uh, Tracy Lester Miller, rode in as Batgirl and Batman in the Batmobile. And that's how this all started mm-hmm. so long ago. Through the years it started to raise so much money that I had concerns where that money was going. Right. Because I'm I'm a police officer. Yeah, you know, I can't take money. I can't distribute money. Mm-hmm. So it went to other people and then I started realizing this money's not going to where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. So I started, put on the cape, a foundation for hope. A five hundred one C three, and the, our logo is a little kid with a cape. Is what it's called. I trademarked it, and that little kid was my imaginary friend when I was a kid with no friends. His name was Herbie. Okay. That little logo is Herbie, and he's got the what it was is, is a towel. I always put a towel around my neck and flew around my backyard. <laughs> so what's streaming behind him is the blue cape that represents anything you put around your neck is a cape, right. and put on the cape is a call to action. It's a call for people to step up, put on a cape, and be a hero to Mm -hmm. kids who really need a hero.
0: And on the level for the children, too, they're heroes as well. The children that you're helping are also heroes. And so there's so many layers of heroism of adults, children, this call to action. I love the way that you you kind of brought it in and made it very tangible for people and clearly so close to you. This is something that was with you from childhood. Yes, Tell me about when you first started 2019 to now and kind of that growth. And what are some of your programs today that are your staple programs?
1: In 2019, I decided I was gonna be my own foundation and put money where where it went. I went to the Special Olympics. My team got invited to the Special Olympics and there I met an Avondale Sergeant who was the head of the Child Crimes Division for the Avondale Police Department out of the Southwest Family Advocacy Center and they house Buckeye, Goodyear, Avondale, and MCSO. So a lot of departments under one roof. And I also came up with the idea, well, why don't I do a 5K? And everyone's like, you can't do a 5K. <laughs> you got to close roads. You got to hire this. You got to get- police th- in your back pocket. You like, oh my roads? gosh, you would think. But it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a process. Then I ran into one of my old sergeants who had a knows a guy who does 5Ks for charities, and he does them on private property mm-hmm. and not in streets. And I'm like, Get me that guy's number. So right. Brett Stewart and I then met right across the street at the coffee shop and formulated the first ever Superhero 5K. That was our very first event. I attached the Southwest Family Advocacy Center to that event, and we had 423 runners the first year.
0: That's, that's great for it's a first-year event to have 420 attendees of any sort <clears throat> is fantastic.
1: It was, it was insane. It was in Steel Indian School Park. And we gave a check for $5,000 to the Southwest Family Advocacy Center, that's great. who had nothing. In the 2020, we already had 500 tickets sold when COVID hit. And we lost the event okay. completely. We're just now coming back out of the COVID recession. Mm-hmm. And our next 5K is um, April 8th in Avondale at the mm-hmm. Friendship Park. But the 5K was our first event. But I wanted to do a big event. Mm-hmm. I want the, the super main event was always what I call the event during Superhero September where all the superheroes come. And we have displays and vendors and face painting and, you know, superhero balloons. So and this goes way back because there's no such thing as malls anymore. <laughs> <I know. laughs> the Paradise Valley Mall uh-huh. is where we had this event and they were on the decline. Mm-hmm. So they let they basically gave me the space. <laughs> it, the Sears was closed. This other stores were closed. So we had this huge space that we did the first ever Put on the Cape super main event. We drew 3,500 people. We had 50 costume superheroes. We had at least four superhero-themed custom cars. We raised $25,000 for that one event. And I also held, at the same day and same time, the same event in Michigan where okay. i'm from i have a team there um, a friend of mine from high school actually tracy laver wilson and she's still doing it this was their fifth one this year that they did with us and she's raised over sixty thousand dollars for family advocacy centers in michigan but that event was insane mm-hmm. absolutely wild then i said i want to do a golf tournament <laughs> and again oh you can't do a golf Oh, there's so much involved in a golf tournament watch me watch me. so my, my best friend on the forest mike hayes he's a sergeant now he's a scratch golfer guys ridiculous i said could you help me with this Mm -hmm. yes and we (laughs) sold out the first ever superhero golf scramble so that was five years ago so we're coming up on the fifth superhero golf scramble the fifth superhero 5k i added car shows to the event schedule and the superhero shopping sprees which i hope to take you to in september Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that later okay but all of my events are attached to family advocacy centers they get the proceeds Mm -hmm. and I give them the money during the event. Yes. I do it publicly for a very clear reason. I want to be completely transparent Mm -hmm. with where money you give my foundation goes. And you've already seen where it goes. I have. And we'll talk about that in a minute too. But- we give away a lot of money. In fact, the attorney and our board of directors are like it's okay to have some money in the bank. You know, <laughs> nope. In case in case the van breaks down. <laughs> Which and it I, did. It did. <laughs> and I pay for that out of my pocket. People give me money to help children. Right. It's not to put gas in my van, Right. to pay my insurance, to buy office supplies. I pay for that out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. We give it to the kids. You give me 50 bucks, it's going to five kids. Yeah. That's just how we do things. And it's because, and you mentioned the, the, the heroism part. These little kids, someone took their right to be a child. Mm-hmm. They're heroes inside of them, and we need to get it out right. again. But from that first event then until now, oh, my goodness, we're nearing half a million dollars given away. We've been ranked a top nonprofit nationally for two years in a row. So our third and fourth year, we already reached that status. Um, we're in the state of Michigan raising money. We're now qualifying for grants and for, for wonderful organizations like Learner and Row to help us. Uh, General Mills came on board with us, Charles Schwab and Target and Chase Bank and the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they're contacting me. It is so right. cool. It's so cool. Because it got to the point whenever I came in my boss's office, he'd just throw his wallet on the, on the thing. Just take the, whatever money's in there. I'm, I can't deal with you anymore. Because yeah. I was just relentless. Because it meant something to me. Mm-hmm. It was a passion.
0: It shows. Yeah,
1: and things started for the right reason. Tend to resonate with other people, too. You can have a lot of really cool ideas, of which this was one, mm-hmm. but it's not going anywhere unless I meet someone like you. Mm-hmm. Or if I meet someone... Mm-hmm. uh You know, like Jamie Mullins, who you've met, she had her little kids with her during the Caravan with Giving, that's Christmas elves. Just passionate people Mm -hmm. who resonate with this. And they do everything to help. My entire team is volunteer k royal my attorney dr k royal she has a phd and a jd
0: yeah and volunteering with you she volunteers (laughs)
1: with us too as maleficent and um she's got a new batwoman she's working on a daniel kilby who's the head of a foster child organization so we work with foster kids as well everyone's a volunteer Mm -hmm. no one takes any money and i think that's important and people really appreciate that right because they know what they're giving is going to where we say it goes
0: Right. I was thinking back to when you were talking about the police and the fire men that dressed up in these in these cosplay uniforms. You've come a long way from that, too. Now you have volunteers. <laughs> uh, how big is your volunteer base? That is. I want to drive the point home that these volunteers, what they're doing is dressing up, going with you, going around around town with you. What does that look like for some of these volunteers that are? Dressing up and getting into cosplay and make do they make their own?
1: Oh, they're amazing their artists. Costumes? They're artists. They're beautiful, wonderful-hearted people first, and they're artists. Majority of ninety percent of them make their own, their own Batman's, their own Spidermans. It's incredible. But when I started this organization, because we work with child advocacy centers exclusively, mm-hmm. I've expanded. You know, Southwest Family Advocacy was the first Avondale, Buckeye, Goodyear, MCSO. I now work with Chandler, Scottsdale, Glendale, and Peoria. And we do events just for them and give them money. But I started a very simple process. I renamed it Cause Play instead of Cosplay. Mm-hmm. Cosplay for a cause. I trademarked it. Anyone who wants to be part of that team has to be background checked, get FBI fingerprint clearance, and tour a family advocacy center to see why we do this.
0: Right. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, because we can't have people who have a, a dark background roaming through the hallways of a child advocacy center. So they're cleared before they even can attend or tour a center. And that's important, but we have uh, Scott Snover and Jamie Mullins are ahead of my, uh, ahead of the cosplay team. They're my events directors. Whenever I get an event, I send the info to them. They post it in our private forum. We have 38 volunteers, DC and Marvel majority. We have Star Wars, some princesses. But kids resonate most with the popular heroes, mm-hmm. which is good. So then we book the events way ahead of time. I've got the whole schedule for Superhero September 9 already done. So they sign up for these events. They know the time, the date, and place. And then we converge, as we did with the Caravan of Giving. Mm-hmm. And we just do it. Because people love the costumes. They are so legitimate. They are. They are incredible And to it see. extends
0: into... The cars that they drive. Oh my lord! The yeah, accessories. It, it was fantastic.
1: If I just walked up to people, I said, "How'd you like to talk about sexually abused children?" Heck, no. Everybody's hey, out. You want to come meet Supergirl and Thor? <gasps> they <laughs> were running because our Thor, is big blonde, he's got the hammer and the flowing cape, and it, mm-hmm. people love that. Then they'll then they'll say, "What is this all about?" Mm-hmm. And I'll give them my thirty second hit, and they'll go, "I had no idea." Mm-hmm. We were doing a superhero shopping spree, and a man came what is this about and i told him he immediately started to cry took out his wallet and he gave me everything he had and he said i wish to god there was someone like you when i was a kid because there was nobody to help me and that and 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 on a side note uh, once people realize what we do i cannot tell you how many people have disclosed to me their abuse yeah adult people Mm -hmm. who have never told anybody and we Wherever they live, I'll set them up with therapy and help and ability to overcome and cope. Because even in men, it's all it's strong, tough, rub dirt on it. No, no, no. no. Um, the psychological and, and physical abuse I suffered stunted my life mm-hmm. for years. And I only started talking about it. Actually, I wrote about it in my book. That's the first time I I told anybody what had happened to me for years. 52 years okay and
0: holding that in it's it's terrible it's
1: horrible because you'll see people with why are they always sick why do they always have Mm -hmm. headaches why are they always so depressed why why do they have all these internal issues that's because you, you heard the word internalize you feel you're a failure you feel it's your fault and i'm here to tell you if you're listening it's not your fault it isn't find someone to talk to Email me Sean at put on the I will find the people for you to talk to you so you can live your life and people ask me all the time How can you be a published author? How can you be full-time police? How can you do all of these things and I say because I'm not afraid anymore? <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore no. Because my whole life nothing was good enough mm-hmm. and I just kept doing it to prove to that person that I was good enough Yeah, you know it never came Obviously, yeah. but now here I am and I'm in it with great power. There also comes great responsibility. And I have the responsibility if someone reaches out to me, I get them help. I have a network statewide that can help you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So don't hold it in. Live your life. Yeah. You'd be amazed at what you can accomplish when you stop being afraid.
0: Yeah. And that's not even a formalized program of put on the cape. This is just you being that's a just great me. person. <laughs> <laughs> and I resonate with
1: that. There was no one there for me mm-hmm. because this was the 70s. It it didn't, wasn't about. It wasn't talked yeah. about. Why is he so weird? Why doesn't he want to play with other kids? Why doesn't, why doesn't? And if your child stops doing things they normally do, if they're outgoing and happy and playful and now they're in the corner just kind of looking around and playing with a game by themselves, there's something wrong mm-hmm. that you need to find out. Get them help. There's right. there's signs and triggers. <laughs> but it all comes together. It's a synergy. And what we do with Put on the Cave, I'm just, I couldn't be prouder. And December 5th, was a huge event that's never been done before through Learner and Rowe, and you came to one of them. I did. And Kevin Rowe and your foundation entrusted me with a lot of money, mm-hmm. and before I I left, Kevin Rowe asked me to do something great with it, and so what we did is we set up a caravan of giving. I took Santa, yeah. <laughs> big Santa. <laughs> And Santa's going to be our Hulk at the 5K, by the way. He's an enormous human being. And super elves and and helper elves, and we hit every advocacy center in the valley. It took us six and a half hours to drive the valley, and we gave all five of those centers $2,000 to adopt families impacted by abuse to give them Christmas. And the cool thing was they emailed me. You went to this family who suffered this. And you heard the story about the little girls mm-hmm. who were in the, the sex trafficking ring who got their own beds for the first time in their lives because of you.
0: And that's unthinkable.
1: It is for us. Yeah. And all of this is unthinkable. People are rightly living in a bubble. Mm-hmm. They really are. You don't want to think about it. Kids, unfortunately, should be allowed to be kids and not hide under the covers when they hear their door open at night, mm-hmm. not get sick when the garage door goes up. Yeah. It's happening. It's a quiet epidemic. It's a generational thing that we hope to stop. Can we fix it? No. But we can help divert the problem, get the child help, show them this is the right way to live mm-hmm. and be happy and grow and be a, a productive person. And one one child who went through this process the first year of Superhero September is now an attorney. She told me that you saved my life
0: amazing and it
1: and it wasn't me it was the idea of Mm -hmm. what we represent because it's raw and it's visceral and it's real and it hits so many people Mm -hmm. it hits them hard and and i just hope that people see this as a way to help that one you know we all heard the analogy of the starfish on the beach make a difference for that one Mm
0: -hmm. and that can change generations what does 2023 look like for put on the cape what's next for you guys You've accomplished so much. And in four years, especially in COVID time,
1: mm, it is not stuff.
0: a long time. Th- no. That's not many years that have passed by. But just talking about, I feel like you hit the ground running mm-hmm. and you're off and going despite COVID, despite everything else that was happening. What does 2023 look like? I bet you're super jazzed for it.
1: I'm so excited because it's year five and I want big things for year five. Um, Our 5K is in Avondale, Friendship Park, April 8th. I want 500 people there. Mm -hmm. Not because, wow, look, we have 500 people here. It's because I want to give $10,000 to the Southwest Family Advocacy Center. We present the check before the event, Okay. and that's how we do that. All my events are scheduled, the big ones, but more importantly, what I want is I want to receive grant money to be able to operate my events without me having to be constantly fundraising. Mm Two fifty here, a hundred here, five oh gosh, when I got my first five hundred (laughs) dollar donation. Oh Lord. Couldn't believe it. I just automatically thought I can do this with that.
0: And you're a very small team. You're very small. One uh, one person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Safe to say one person. People try
1: to keep up. (laughs) And I don't I don't expect people to have my level of activity, but I do expect them to have my level of enthusiasm Mm -hmm. for this. And I don't know. I just, I don't think I'm smart enough to realize I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someday. (laughs) Maybe someday. But my goal is to have grants fund our entire year of events. And I'm calling it 2023, the year of giving. So that will free me up to be more creative Mm -hmm. and come up with more ways to help more people. Not just toys and shirts and things that families need, but how about, a flat screen TV, gaming consoles, and gaming chairs for a teen center within a child advocacy center because you can bring 13 year olds in with 7 year olds it's like I'm too cool for school man I'm not going to be playing with teddy bears oh yeah and, the,
0: the teen years
1: the teen years mm-hmm. I want centers to have their own teen room where they can have gaming centers they can have foosball tables and things like that to get the teenagers engaged yeah,
0: a cool place to go a cool go. place to go and that that's a much safer cool place it's to a, go a much safer than, cool place and so around.
1: then they come there to talk about what happened to them go to the teen center yeah. play foosball play video games there's I it- I want to be able to provide that Mm -hmm. but those are big ticket items they are so I need more grant money and I need more support to do that it's not going to put a big screen in my house which is my office (laughs) it's not going to do that so I'm excited our golf tournament the fifth year we have three car shows this year Chandler is uh, March 4th and I just want to raise awareness more than anything because once people start becoming aware that's when the first day when you become conscious that there's an issue is when healing begins Mm -hmm. because people are in denial understandably so and and i was for a long time you know why am i so sad why don't i want to go why don't i want to date people why 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 and i was i was on someday aisle. you know someday i'll do this someday i'll do that well it's time it's time Mm -hmm. you know stand up and be proud of who you are and just make yourself better that. that's my goal for every day of my life
0: I love that message, and if this is really resonating with someone that's listening, how can they get involved? Maybe they're not a cause player, but maybe they want to volunteer. Maybe they can get involved, come out to some of these events. Where can we find that information? Uh, social media. Yep.
1: Uh, well, putonthecape dot org, uh, Facebook, Put on the Cape, Instagram, Put on the Cape, or just email me Sean S E A N at putonthecape dot org. We do have a, a lot of awesome volunteers. In fact, we have a Volunteer of the Year award that we give out in the name of a young lady who came to all of our events, uh, was stricken with with Batten's disease, which I'd never heard of. Mm -mm. Uh, It's a fatal disease, and she died three years ago. She was just turned 18. So I named that award after her, the Jewel Marie Schumelin Giving Heart Award. And it goes to the person who comes and gives of themselves to us, which means you're giving it to all these beautiful children. And uh, we award them with a beautiful plaque that I pay for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and some recognition because volunteering is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Societal problems can be fixed. Um, people always refer to, well, as a police problem. I said, Well, it's a church, it's a societal, and it's a charitable problem. Mm-hmm. And if we come together as a society, as charities, as volunteers, we're going to fix a lot more problems, and that's what we hope to do. And so please, we'd love to have you. You have to you know, fill out a form. We do a quick background on you. Make sure you're good to go. And some of them, one of them is trans actually two of them now have transitioned into cosplayers.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe they warm up. Yeah,
1: they, they do. <laughs> and it's cool because they see how the kids react. Mm-hmm. Because you, you see, we see Santa on the throne. We see a fat guy in a bad beard. They see Santa.
0: Yes.
1: You know, it's the same with Superman. They think he's right from Planet Krypton mm-hmm. and he's coming there and Batman's right out of the Batcave. They don't know. No. And it's so cool to see it. it they is. love it.
0: Heavy stuff, heavy topics. But thank you for all the work that you're doing, and, and on behalf of all of the children that you're that you're saving and helping each and every day. Thank you. Put on the cape on social media. Put on the dot org. John Reeve. This is the Valley Now, and I'm your host Jordan Moreno. Join in next week. All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley Now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now.